Delaney. And it's Katie. This is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Gul and Morgan. Hey, y'all. Salut. <laughs> Happy. Is February yet? No. Oh. I think this is the 29th. No. That this comes out. So almost. <laughs> You're flying by high key. It started off slow, but I feel like she's picking up gas. I need to pick up gas in some other departments as well. Yeah, talk about it. Like, <laughs> also, hey Patreon, hey Patreon. Right. We on video for Patreon. Listen, we we just wait. We gonna upgrade. We gonna we gonna get this together. It's gonna be, it's gonna be real cute. You just gotta rock. You just gotta rock with us. Right. Exactly. Um, all right, well let's you know, let's dive into the news. Um so naturally we just we've been talking for an hour and a half, so Right. So that's light work. <laughs> um well today, if you are listening to this on the 29th as it comes out, um, is the Black Orchestral Networks a day of solidarity. Um, we've talked about Bomb before and we probably talked about their day of solidarity uh last year as well um called dear american orchestras well this is dear american orchestras part two and it's a call for equity and inclusion um in american orchestras so um today supporters of the black orchestral network are encouraged to post on their social media platforms um to a rally behind the message of inclusion and equity within american orchestras this includes everyone who um supports bond's mission doesn't matter if you are a musician yourself um you simply go to the orchestra you're an educator you just love music whatever um they have a toolkit social media toolkit for you to uh post that has like you know uniform graphics and stuff depending on whatever platform you want to post on um and they also have um, a letter in, of solidarity that you can sign to support this message. So we're going to link um, the page where you can sign the letter um, and learn more about their mission and also um, the toolkits um, and learn how you can, you know, support them. You can also support them by donating. Period. Period. Shout out to Bond. All right. Um. Yeah, we gotta remember to do that too. We yeah, I'm about it. to say probably schedule that. <laughs> I was just about to say schedule. <laughs> now, now we wake up tomorrow. We're probably all classically black. Yeah, abandoned. more like classically white. <laughs> <laughs> Banding against black people. Double agents. <laughs> um. Okay, and then my other piece of news this week, just a little shout out. Um, the Oscar nominations came out last week, I guess, as y'all are listening to this. Um, and, you know, there's, I mean, I guess you could say there's a music component with the whole, like, of course, original score is a category at the Oscars. I actually didn't even think to talk about the original score nominees. Sorry, y'all. Um, but I did think uh, to talk about one of the... Uh, films that is nominated for best documentary short which is the last repair shop um it's a documentary short that's co-directed by ben proudfoot and chris bowers who is a um 
um, film composer who we aired my interview with uh, Chris Bowers on the show a couple months ago. No, it was way further back than that. Oh, um, you know, asking me. <laughs> uh, when it was sometime last year. Um, I know that the interview happened in March last year. And so it was probably like April or May that it came out on the show. Um, but regardless, Chris Bowers has done a lot of huge things. He just did The Color Purple. Um, he did Space Jam. He did Green Book. Um, he did Respect, the Aretha Franklin uh, biopic lots of of uh really huge projects um but he also has done a couple of um documentary projects he did um one for new york times op docs which was a concerto was a conversation and it was about like relationship between him and his grandfather um and just this journey that he's gone on um starting at where his grandfather started to where he is now uh, where Chris is now and then um he also I don't know if we talked about Anthem I think we talked about it I don't think we talked about it on the show um the doc- I don't think so the documentary that he did is on Hulu about creating a new national anthem um but this is his latest project the last repair shop which is um about a Los Angeles downtown warehouse um where a handful of um luthiers and instrument repair people um repair all of the instruments for students in uh LAUSD um Los Angeles Unified School District as over 80,000 instruments um that these uh just few people repair so it's a short about you know uh these repair people and how they keep uh these music programs afloat I haven't seen it yet I am going to watch it um but they just put it on Hulu so oh i might watch it yeah um and also some i know several people that played uh the score on the score to this i actually almost did but i ended up not doing it um but i know several people um who who played on on the score isaac did he actually took my place um but yeah shout out to them for being nominated i knew that they were shortlisted but oscar noms just came out so period and good luck to them and come on classical music i know right and maestro is nominated too so oh shoot wait is um what's what's that dude with the shamar wig he on there um what's what's that movie called we talked about it what's that movie called chevalier oh is that this season when did Chevalier oh was out? that last oh wait that came out a minute ago we just watched it that's why we was late but it came out last year it did didn't it it came out in april i don't know girl the timeline is oh but chris Brown did the movie the music for chevalier too <laughs> um when did chevalier come out i think it came out last year it had to have because i saw it oh no it says 2022 dang time really mean nothing i think we just watched it late no 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 it came out in the it came out for real in april 2023 it came out 2022 on um the festival circuit oh but 2023 so yeah i guess it was in um first of all, you suck the shamar <laughs> go to it. i really was trying to think of the name did you know the whole time no i had no oh, okay. idea what you were talking about because it feels but, like it came out ages ago mm. it feels like it came out ages yeah. ago you know i had no idea um 
No, I guess it, um, I'm going to read about, I'm going to read about what awards, if any, that it was nominated for. I'm sure it was nominated for some, but, um, no, I didn't see it. I didn't, I didn't comb through the Oscar stuff with a fine tooth comb, but I feel like I would have heard about it if, if it were nominated. So. Yeah, even though it came out, there's no Issa's in three movies that were nominated. So <laughs> that part. Shout out to our President Barbie. Right. Act like you know some. Um, and I also <laughs> think the Last Repair Shop is available on YouTube too, because it was I think um, produced in part um, by the LA Times Studios, and they made it available on YouTube if you don't have Hulu. So yeah, it's a quick and like I said, it's a short. It's thirty nine minutes. So quick little one too. Yeah. Oh, that's it, mm-hmm. girl. In and out. Um. Okay. So for the intermission, we're gonna be talking about. I don't know if it's ev- evident by the title, but we're gonna be talking about Andre 3000's newish album. I mean, it's been out for months, but um, and so one of the things about that album is that Andre 3000 had learned how to play the flute and was and then did an album so i wanted to talk about secondary instruments and your experience learning them and like how to go for you and if you still play that instrument and okay so what's the last instrument you learned outside of your well um what's the last instrument you learned besides bass not outside of your well <laughs> my primary instrument that's yeah. still my primary instrument I mean, yeah, basically your primary instrument. Um, the last instrument I learned outside of bass was bassoon. Okay, and why did you? That's the last one. That's the most recent so. one. You no violin, right? I never learned how to play the violin. You want some two, two, two on your... You don't toot on a violin, and see that's the problem. <laughs> but you was <laughs> you wasn't playing during the pandemic. You was gonna learn how to play Justin's violin. I remember saying that. Oh, okay. My bad. But I also really just did not even want to. It's because it was here. I have instruments that I definitely do want to learn how to play. And, I mean, maybe we'll talk about it. But um, the instruments are expensive and inaccessible. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, so tell me about the bassoon. Why you picked bassoon? What was that about? Um. Well, I, well, one of the reasons why I picked it one of the reasons why I started playing it, period, was the first high school that I went to did not have an extensive curriculum. And I simply had to learn how to do something else. So, because they only had, you like, for um, your arts classes, you could take, like, music tech, which was really like a a remedial music theory class or whatever. Like, in, in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't all stuff that I knew at that time. But, um that and then whatever was available for your primary instrument which was uh for me string orchestra we didn't have a symphony orchestra um and then that was it I also knew how to play the flute so I was in band for that but then I still had an empty slot in my schedule and most people were joining like choir or I guess I could have joined like a jazz ensemble didn't want to do none of that so I was like I guess I'll do beginning band I'll learn another instrument I honestly have no recollection of like why I picked the bassoon or if I picked it I'm guessing I did but it just seemed cool the fact that you can even pick bassoon is crazy to me because 
it's an expensive instrument and a lot of programs don't even offer it girl it, definitely not to middle school this is high school or middle school this is high school oh it's okay. my freshman year of high school um this is my first high school and girl that bassoon was taped together with painter's tape and scotch tape i bet it didn't have the little you know thing that joins those two parts together in the I forgot bassoon anatomy. Bassoon is the most confusing. It just doesn't make sense to me. And now, like, conceptually as an instrument, like, I know it's an instrument, but, like, (laughs) it's not like quantum mechanics. Like, as an instrument, it makes sense. But when you have to cross, what's that thing called? Which thing? Going from F sharp to G on the bassoon is the most impractical thing what is that called when you have to cross you got all your fingers down in seven oh. different spots and you gotta go Foo. that don't make sense <laughs> <Not> like <laughs> that don't I forgot what that's called the break mm. you gotta cross the break like I'm gonna remember some bassoon fingerings I played it I remember I just played the flute a couple weeks ago um and I remember all the fingerings for the flute it might take I'm not great at sight reading just because it's going to take me a little bit, but I do remember all of them. I do think a little harder, but the bassoon, I didn't play it for long enough hmm. that I only remember some of them. I, so I don't remember every, every note. Hmm. I thought the last instrument I learned how to play technically, it's not an instrument, but like, I guess we'll be conducting. Oh. Cause like i was i was really about to become become a conductor so happy to do that no tdr but wow so glad um i was really in my little conductor era i wish i had better footage of me in that time like i i was having a blast i had a great teacher um but i guess would be flute because i taught myself how to play in high school and i did so an ensemble you know and then when i got to college i was like okay let me join the university band which is like the non-major band it meets after school like once a week after school is college it meets at night after school <laughs> <laughs> it meets at night once a week after school and i went no, after school <laughs> and i went to the rehearsal and i was like oh this music is hard because it was my first time because that's a thing about like what's so fascinating to me about like wind pedagogy versus string pedagogy string pedagogy moves so much slower so like the band kids are playing in more keys they're playing faster notes they learn it faster because there's just more to coordinate when it comes to string players and wind girlies like don't keep it it's literally i'm not guessing and i'm not pontificating this is a fact you can you can literally compare a book one flute book to a book one violin book they move significantly slower just there's just more involved don't relax um so when i got to a band i said this the beginners <laughs> i was like this is the this is the non-audition one the notes be fast and high and now that was the last day i ever touched the flute that day um in like august of 2011 uh so yeah but it was a cute little time oh i'm lying i am lying i had to teach flute <sighs> um when I was in Rochester very briefly, which I can do. I can teach flute. I, I mean, technically, according to the state of Illinois, I could teach everything. But um, trumpet, I was really doing the best I could because I never could get a sound on trumpet. But I feel like learning instruments 
I don't know. After you have to look, you have to learn. I have to learn all of them. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'd rather just stick to the one that I'm trying to play. <laughs> just be a little, um, little one two. I don't know. We could. Would you want to learn? You said you want to learn to play another. You want to play? What's that weird one with the vibes? Literally just vibes. I don't understand how it works. Oh, <laughs> I've looked up there. I've looked up so many videos, and literally every explanation is like. You just vibe. Yeah. Hello? I honestly don't understand. <laughs> like, they're like, the electromagnet. Girl, y'all, like, no, it's, it is. I don't, I don't understand how it works either. I, oh, yeah, and also, I mean, also, gotta, we all had to learn how to play the piano. So, I feel like that was a given. But, um, yes, I theremin is a, a marginal one for me. I really wanted to learn how to play, play the harpeggi. And then... Harpeggios are expensive because they're not common instruments. Hmm. So, and I know, actually know somebody who I was in grad school with who started. I mean, he now he 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 popping. He got a couple thousand. He got like twelve thousand something followers on um TikTok making harpeggi videos because it's an obscure instrument. And um, he was saying you, you say arpeggi like arpeggioni like what that dude that king played. No harpeggi. Oh, harpeggi. It's like um. Um, it's kind of like I probably have a computer at my fingertips. Between, uh, it's like a guitar, but it's flat. Kind of. It's H A R P E J J I. See, and already I ain't okay. No, but it's it has strings, but it's like flat, like a board. And um, and when he was telling me that guy, he was like, "Oh, well, you know, I got some. You know, I got like a discount from." One of our professors, but I was like, I already know. This look weird. I already know. I, I can't like afford it. it. I can't afford it, especially for a leisure activity. I can't afford it. So, one day, I guess I'll get my harpeggi. This look like an abacus. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Not an abacus. <laughs> is that what it's called? A hibiscus? No, an abacus. Mm, an abacus. You was right. A hibiscus oh. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. If you haven't watched the Kevin Hart and Funny Marco video and you actually like humor, like not you be laughing at no T no T D classical musicians, but like y'all anyway. And you wanna laugh for real, you gotta watch that interview. Like Kevin Hart is genuinely funny and also Funny Marco is just a freaking mess. And he has a part where like he just does these like spontaneous vibe sessions like in the middle of the interview he'll be like this is the part where we vibe and he'll just sit there for 30 seconds and not say nothing and Kevin Hart is so confused he's like what are you doing and he's like nothing but this is the part where we vibe and he's just and he's like did you just how could we tell me this was part of the interview I would have prepared to be should I be thinking about something he's like no you just vibe and he just sits there and he does it like two or three times during the video that's what this instrument remind me of how literally how yeah but i mean i'm sitting here looking at this standard harpeggi for six thousand dollars three thousand dollars four thousand i can't it doesn't make any sense like it like a washerboard yeah it does it does this and a theremin at least this you can see what's happening that's true okay well the theremin is a part that reminds me of that you, it kind of sounds banjo-ish not as twangy, a little more bassy, I guess. Six thousand. I mean, 
that's not a lot for an instrument. I, I mean, mean, it's a lot in the grand yeah. scheme, but yeah. Well, you be blessed, girl. You Especially do for. I mean, it's a small instrument, and also because most of them are like made to order, because again, they're kind of obscure. Oh shoot! So that's why. Like they don't just you can't just walk in a guitar center and they me have me, hand me that. Yeah, let me get that uh, arpeggio you got up there. Right, like there's a lot of instruments I would, I would like to play. I would like to play the bassoon again. I like learning instruments because I think that's learning instruments is the easiest part. Like the beginning, dang, you can eat. Like <laughs> the beginning <laughs> is whatever. I feel like I feel very confident. I could teach myself any instrument in orchestra. I feel like yeah, in the orchestra the now. Of course, there are lots of instruments now. What's that one? That Chinese one that go up like that? Oh, it be right. That look mad hard because, I mean, I guess it's like a violin, a big old. But then it's like the, one long string and it goes one long up. string. You gotta like. I'm not teaching myself how to play that because like, I'm not trying to you know, be ridiculous. Are you allowed to play it? Like, it's a Chinese instrument. It's a traditional instrument, or is it just an instrument? Oh, I have no idea. Like, but that's the thing. Instrument? I feel like I'm familiar with instruments that are like in the orchestra i think mm-hmm. i could teach myself how to play the harpeggio too and mm-hmm. like select like period instruments like violone which i have played a violone before they share like two strings with the bass so mm-hmm. so i did a lot of instruments i would want to teach myself how to play but time money nails. i don't want to learn nothing else that's great <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to learn nothing. I felt like this for years. I don't want to learn nothing else. I have no... I'm a natural curious person. I don't want to learn nothing else. First of all, an undergrad has to learn how to play all of them. Like, mm-hmm. That's true. So maybe that's why, like... The curiosity is not there. Yeah. You know, I did say, like, if I were to do something and I was thinking about, especially, like, being in Memphis, I was like, I want... I've been wanting to play the piano for years. Like, I've been wanting to play so bad. Like... I remember in high school, this lady, oh, God rest her soul. She, I forgot she died. Dang. But I used to, go, sorry, that was, that got dark. Anyway, like about a mile away from my high school, like I would walk there like every Friday and take lessons with her for $10 and she would just teach me little stuff. I've Then I took, in, in college, I took with this Russian lady. I've tried to learn piano so many times. Then I had to take piano one through four because I was um, a music education major, so the fourth level is for music education. I still cannot put it. I've tried in earnest three times. And I think I said, like, since I was in Memphis, I want to take lessons with somebody who could teach me how to play the piano without, look, I don't want to learn how to read music. I just want to learn. I just want to vibe. I want to play church chords. I want to just know how to play. Like, you know that music, Amari has a word for it, but, like, there's, it's that music that, like, altar call music. When a pastor's talking music, I want to learn how to play stuff like that. I did say I would do that, but normally when I want to do stuff, I want to do it. Like I'm a thousand percent in. This is like four percent because like the thought of like learning an instrument, like I think about how far I've had to come to nuance viola, like the nuances of viola. I don't want to do that ever again. Like but I don't want to do that. You don't have to. But then I'm so stubborn. I want to be good at it. Like when I was when I was learning the flute, I was like, I'm gonna be the best flute player ever why katie that's just how i am i want to get better and better and better and better i'm not good at having hobbies like oh you know what that's not true i'm reading and i'm not doing that for any monetary gain i just be reading so i take that back 
but like I just been like okay what we can learn next okay and then what okay and like you know not just for the sake of doing it because I think being a violist it's not it it it, but at a certain point it was no longer for the sake of doing it it was you know Mm. so that's kind of why I wanted to learn another instrument because I can't do that with with bass even now like going back to play there's some stuff I want to play for fun but because I had a certain level I was at to not be there like I know what it's like to play certain music and I can't just whip out oh I'm gonna play this concerto for fun I can't do that anymore so Mm -hmm. like I don't think I could play the I could play the bass for fun maybe a little bit but like not it wouldn't be the same as learning another instrument where I I feel like I could enjoy it more because I know like I have nothing I have no benchmark you know, I have no like, oh, I used to be able to play this. Now I can't because like I can choose to get better if I want to. Or I could play stuff out of book, too. And just I would probably want to be like intermediate. But the mm-hmm. level like you got four degrees, you know what I mean? Like that level ain't nobody doing all that. I feel like for because you was like taking professionals audition. So now now you playing the piano and now you in the Steinway. Yeah, now you see me. You see me down to the orchestra playing Greek. What's that Don't one? You, you with Clyburn trying to. <laughs> trying I to win gold. Like, I just, I feel like the music was the roadblock because I feel like at every point I tried to learn play, to play the piano, I was already playing viola better. You know, so it's like. I was like, okay, we got to hurry up and get to read the music part. You know, and you got two, you got all these notes going at the same time. I just felt like I wasn't internalizing it because I remember I, I don't know how to play that. What's that Bach invention? That ba-da-dee-da. no. See, I was singing G major suite. What's it? The C. Everyone knows the one in C major. Everybody knows it. I can't sing it right now, but everybody knows that Bach invention. That's what my that little Russian lady had taught me. Um, and I feel like even then, I was because she knew I knew how to read the notes. She kind of just left me to it, and it was like. I don't. I wanted to play the piano for real. I don't want to be like. I don't know how to describe. Yeah, it. I mean, I know what you mean. I. I mean, I wish I hadn't. Part of me wishes I hadn't stopped playing the piano so I could have tested out of it, because the piano was my first instrument. I hated it, and I went back to it, hated it again, and that's when I started playing the bass. Because I was like, I felt like I wanted to learn it. I think I wanted to play an instrument, but piano just wasn't a fit. Because mm-hmm. the piano curriculum at Eastman is ridiculous. Nobody has to do as much as we do. I've talked to people who go to other schools, and they're like, "Girl, yeah, two semesters, do whatever. Like, two semesters <laughs> we is have crazy. Four, four semesters, and you got to improvise, and then you got to do the thing where you you harmonize, and then you got to do this, uh, and then you got to so transpose on site. You got to like why? <laughs> and you 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 four semesters like I could see doing four semesters of piano if you had to do education. Cause that's what I had to do, and I don't know if we was transposing. I can't remember. That was many moons ago. But we did have to. We had to learn how to play that music where, you know, like if you were teaching general music and the kids was doing steady, you had to learn how to play like that kind of stuff so that mm. if you were teaching steady beat, the kids could like dance around the room. We had to learn stuff like that. We had to improvise. I'm like, girl, I don't even improvise on my own instrument. Yeah, that was my argument. I told that lady straight to her face. I said, I don't even improvise. <laughs> what? I would never forget the day they had us improvising in front of everybody. And then, of course, you know, there's some people that's going and doing all this crazy stuff. Oh my gosh, I was I was almost in tears. I was almost in tears it, because it like there's just certain stuff, and it just like that's one of the thing. I don't like feeling stupid, and that made me feel stupid. Yeah. 
I have to say it did because I felt like at this point I should be able like to see what other people's doing I was like I feel like I should be better at this and I'm not that whole you got me improvising I don't even improvise on my own instrument you got that's me that's a thing oh well what does it but listen my degree right here nonetheless you know we got her period <laughs> we got her <laughs> listen i feel like you know how like people be like or not people psychologists be like every behavior is unmetny that's when i would put a part of the jester because i go to class clown mode because i'm like i don't know how to do this song <laughs> at my big age sometimes like i remember i will never forget that day when we had got back it was the first day of the new semester somewhere or the first day after spring break no because i knew her no 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 that's what it was it was the first day after it was a new class new semester we was she was finna do a little what's that thing called katie come on oh dictation four, four degrees that's crazy i just offload stuff off my brain that's my problem like i, I mean, I'm that's the first it. to go for me <laughs> <laughs> but like so she's doing a dictation she write the little key up on the board. She sit down. I said, "You, we, we don't do starting pictures no more. The whole class burst and left. I'm like, I'm dead ass. That's a, that's the problem. People think I be like, uh, I said something to Shantanique in a group chat. She was like, Katie, you so funny. I'm like, I'm being serious. You would know when I'm trying to be funny. I am being serious. We don't do starting pictures no more. I would have, I would have had to cut up. So I would have said something funny to lighten the mood. I would have gone into class clown mode because it was heavy over, over where I was <laughs> it was heavy because like not nah, because improvising for what mm-mm. I can't even do a one two on my instrument right and I, that's another thing improvising I have tried in earnest in earnest to learn how to improvise on the viola to no avail and then Tyler he be tootie toot 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 he, Katie you just, just vibe don't talk to me no more aurora is very good at it okay don't piss me like, off just don't <laughs> don't piss just play are you crazy so instead of opening a reading a book i'm supposed to just hmm let's come up with a story <laughs> on my own like no where's the page <laughs> and it's like i feel like i took improvisation at eastman and I understand like what a good improv sounds like because he would tell us the stuff like, oh, you know, you took ideas, you borrowed ideas. It makes sense. Blase squad. I got to be in that class because I feel like I'm like, first of all, a, or whatever, it doesn't matter. A B is crazy. First of all, I thought everything is my ideas. Everything's made up. Hello. Secondly, I still can't improvise. So not only did you sully my freaking transcript, I, I still can't. <laughs> I still can't improvise. I I want to give up so bad, but I just feel like I don't know what to describe what it's like when my brain what happens to my brain when I have to improvise. Like the viola, which once has so many notes and so like all these notes I know how to play, but all these notes I know how to play. All of a sudden, it's four strings. That's all I see. Like all of a sudden, I don't know how to describe like that's exactly how it goes it's like <laughs> and it's like they all like that's it and they and, and like, like provides e-a-d-g that's it like that's it and you see your fingers going like this is how i feel i'm just doing stuff <laughs> i don't like that it's just i don't know how to describe it except for that it's it was before 
it was mad notes. It was mad notes on this viola. All types of flats and sharps and double sharps and all type of stuff. Now you put a track on, you say go, it's blank. That's not crazy to you? So when you say just vibe, how are you going to vibe with four notes? High <laughs> school music really did a doozy on some of us. Like some of the stuff we do not know how to do because I, I, took, I took a whole summer, nothing but jazz. I didn't do orchestra the entire summer trying to learn how to improvise. What do you mean? Make it up. That, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I remember like Mr. Taylor, he was talking about something. He was like, oh, I make, oh, that's what he was saying. He was like, back in the day, when he, cause all the, you know, freshmen typically play a classical concert. He's like, back in the day, you do a Hoffmeister Stamets. You know, I used to make them, um, you had to improvise your cadenza. And I said, the Lord knew what he was doing when he sent me to ISU because what I was not going to do was write or improvise no damn cadenza. What are you talking about? It's no notes in my viola. I don't know. There, it's nothing there. When they rolled away the tune and Jesus was not in there, that's what happens to my viola. It ain't nothing but four notes. I'm trying to tell you. It ain't nothing there. What you mean? No. I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me so upset because I owe y'all so much money and I can't improvise. That's the thing. When I remember when I graduated, when I graduated, it was like one of those things where it's like the more you know about something, the less you feel like you know. I was yeah. like, dang, a whole degree, this whole degree sitting here, I can't do this. I feel like I should be able to do this. And it's like, okay, let's take notes of the scale and then wait. Like, they all... Play- <laughs> okay, whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half. Now what? Like right, we're gonna go F sharp E A D. Like that's, that's only still so not many. a thing. No, actually, we write at dawn. We gonna have to flatten Eastman. And then they talk about a joke. Oh. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Then <laughs> <laughs> they talk about oh, you add a little chromaticism in there. And then when I do it now, it sounds wrong. No, and was, and, and, yeah, and, and and it's wrong because you didn't follow what the piano was doing and the little beepity beep that the bass was doing. No, they were. I want to learn how to improvise so badly but at this point no, i would have a heart attack i feel like i would go into cardiac arrest if i you know what's so funny when i was at that school that i'm offering her name i took an independent study um with the teacher with the violin teacher mad cool mad cool dude to learn how to improvise i was like you will open my brain and you will put improv in there and close it back up and i ended up putting excerpts for him because that was the <laughs> That was the pressing issue. So, for more reasons than one. But maybe that'd be fun. That'd be a funny bit. Maybe we'll. One day. I'm going to learn. Who could teach us how to improvise? Maybe this summer or something. I'm going to learn. I'll forget about this conversation the second we turn the mics off. But I do actually want to learn that when I get, you know, a little more into the space where I can learn a new instrument or something like that. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll learn a new instrument, I'll learn the fundamentals, and I'll start improvising, learning how to improvise on that, on whatever instrument that is. Maybe because it's clean slate. It's like, I feel like with your instruments, like, you know too much. Mm. Like, and so it feels like, it feels worse when you can't do it on your primary instrument because, like, what do you mean? Like, I just knew how to play this, like, two seconds ago, and now I don't anymore. And you know, it just reminded me that I was learning. Okay, so I was like, I remember last year, I was like, okay, boom. And I'm finna do. I love that dude that I keep forgetting his name. Clear, I don't love him enough. He's a very famous and dead uh, saxophone player. Barry Ghost Lent 
that's crazy. I'm going to look up his name because I actually love him. I, I always forget people I love. Wow. Um, and I was like, I love his improv- improvisation. He's like Benny Golson. Really good improv. improv- so I was like, I'm, I'm going to learn one of your solos. And I was doing that and I learned a good amount of it. And I was like, okay, kind of, I see what you're doing on my viola. Like I see, I see. And I went, I went to split. I was like, I ain't gonna put him on blast. But I went to split. I was like, Tyler, like, oh my God. Da, da, da. He, and that's when he told me, he was like, Katie, you don't have to do all that. All you got to do is just play. Don't piss yeah. me off. Y'all be lying. <laughs> and he, I mean, he made a good point about how like you have all these, like, you know, your instrument, you just gotta, but it's like. Release your inhibitions. No, I don't want to rain on my skin. I would like. I'm going to learn. I'm. I'm. A, I forgot about. I was doing that. I'm gonna start doing that when I'm. I have some deadlines, but like in April or something, I'm gonna start picking back up. Right when you have some different ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we all know how this goes. Anyway, like I was saying, I'm gonna pick back up. Maybe I do it this weekend. Pick back up. See what I don't remember anything. I start over. Learn that solo and see what he be doing and see how I can emulate that because people be emulating stuff. So maybe, and I probably should start with somebody who's like less good, cause that's like you learning Twinkle variations. You like, let me watch Hillary Hahn. That's like my mm. my uncle talk about. Oh, well, you know, you just you're not playing with people that's good enough. You gotta play with people that's like the best. I'm like, why would me? Why would I, little old me who can't improvise nothing, go to the best players and be like, yeah, can I play with you? So they so they could go and everybody. Improv it, and then when it gets to me, I'm going, uh, uh, like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, and 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 I feel like them, though, they even better musicians because they don't even know where we at. They just, they just hear the key to be like, right, oh, yeah. just, they just feeling it with each other. No, I need, I mean, we, we, we have that too with the whole, I guess, when we're like vamping and stuff like that. When I did, when we do like the concerts, the tribute concerts for Iceola, like. A lot of that is like you vamp until the people are done, but there's still a conductor, mm-hmm. and obviously there needs to be. If it was a smaller group, then like you wouldn't need one, and you we could do that too. We be doing stuff, but like at the same, y'all be sweating and passing out and all this type of stuff. The jazz musicians when they be playing, I'll be like, wow, that's that's a whole different situation. Y'all better. At, than this, me. Uh, at this point, I need somebody to put like move my bow. And my fingers. <clears throat> Start there. And then. Yeah, wow. Anyway. All that did. <clears throat> you said what? I said, well, all that did. <laughs> <laughs> Meliora. Oh, right. if, if I, if to I be start. fair, and other places. So. <laughs> Go right. Redbirds. Fight on. <clears throat> if I start tigers. improvising on those, on those uh, repayment. Then would if I improvise, send y'all a dollar instead, then I'm the problem. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sick on my income updates. You gotta update them with. Oh my god! Oh my god! Big bucks. Big bills. I said okay. Big Big bills, (laughs) but big bills. Talk about thank you for your payment. Go to hell. How thank you for you reaching into my Chase account, you yanking out <laughs> my money. You know who should be thanking me for their payment? Whole Foods, Telfar, Netflix. Thank you for your payment, Katie. No, thank you for providing something for me. <laughs> Not the degree. 
<clears throat> well, we move. Anyway, that conversation was actually a great segue into what we're going to be talking about. So we're here with Delaney, um, music, Girl, album review. Stop. It's true. Go ahead. Extraordinary. Say what you're saying. Music reviewer extraordinaire. And we're going to be talking about um, <clears throat> Andre's 3000's album, New Blue Sun, which came out on November 17th. So we kind of late, but I felt like we could talk about this or should, well, we ain't got to do nothing, but we, I thought we should talk about it because like it is a quote unquote um, project with no words. That's what the girlies have been saying in the streets. I think the conversation, I don't know. I feel like this idea of having like ambient music or like music with no lyrics <clears throat> has been like a popular conversation or at least been in the ether because I remember, I think I mentioned it, like listening to the read maybe in November or December and like Kefir was talking about something and he was like you know like music like without lyrics and Chris was like classical music like people just don't know we exist <laughs> like no matter like it's funny to me because Crystal used to play the flute or whatever it still does I don't know and it's like people just don't know we exist like they and they don't care to know <laughs> like they but like yeah like classical music um so Andre 3000 came out with this album where he said like he was not gonna be rapping he was gonna be it's gonna be a flute album so I thought we could talk about our impressions about it and our thoughts and there's some overarching ideas about this project so I I'm very curious actually before we even get started what your oh I think I kind of I think you already knew about it when we were planning this episode but when you saw the length what were your thoughts on that well first of all i just want to say how ridiculous katie's intro was because girl look how long ago that's look how long ago i said that but look how long ago we're here with delaying music that was minutes ago that was minutes ago why because i was being i was being polite and letting you finish i didn't want to interrupt you she's talking about delaney music critic extraordinaire who reviewed this album which one of us girl you be at concerts you be all that's what i meant okay and and I hear you, but I'm just talking about. Okay, this, so if you hear me, why why this, if you? I'm just if you, adding, we co-hosts. Are you hosts? I'm just here for decoration. <laughs> why you? I don't. We, if we already decided, you know, we moved on. I'm just saying, Katie has an interview of the interview. Hear me, a review of this album. Literally a formal review, which I will link in the description, so y'all can read it. Um, but you said the length, honestly. I wasn't phased by the length because of I'm in classical music. That it's is a true. Bit, I mean, it's out the the it's an hour and a half. The album It's a little long for. It would be long for a rap album, a little bit, but not unheard of. But for the type of music, especially when I was like, when I was hearing about it, and it seemed like it was like you know like contemporary music or like whatever. I thought, okay, maybe the songs are long. And I guess because I was coming at it from a more a closer to classical music perspective than popular music, that is that's probably why it didn't phase me. I think for me, like when I saw the girls talk, I was literally listening to either the friends on the read, washing my dishes, 
and they were like oh you know Andre 3000 is coming out with a a flute album literally put my dishes down I emailed Amanda right away to pitch I was like I had no idea she said yes I said boom so imagine my surprise I sit down get comfy to cut on Spotify I saw 80 odd minutes I said hello because I I don't know what I was expecting but it wasn't it wasn't that like I don't because because of the like you said the type of musician that he is I just did not expect it to be so long I thought it was going to be more I don't know I actually don't know what I thought because actually the more I think about it um I didn't I didn't I don't know I didn't expect him to freaking play like Debussy Mm -hmm. but I thought it was going to be more a lot of things but not that length I'll start there you know maybe maybe it's also because I listen to albums Mm. like I listen to I'll listen to an album straight through a lot more often I know you said that like you you don't really do that and so very rarely yeah and I said I was gonna start doing that more because I don't know what that was so that's fun that's great um the last I was actually surprised myself over Thanksgiving like I I realized that Drake dropped his most recent album and then he dropped it again or something like that something happened I was like what am I talking about someone's gonna be like girl what are you talking about but like he I swear this album came out and then was it a deluxe it's like I think it was a deluxe version because like it was maybe I don't, it was um <clears throat> yeah for all the dogs here let me turn my volume down what the heck yeah for all the dogs scary hours edition so yeah he dropped another one and I was like but it was like the same songs from the previous one so that one I like listened all the way through actually and I was very I'm like I should do this more often like because obviously that's how albums a lot of albums are not all but a lot of albums are supposed to be like they're ordered in a certain way that you're supposed to listen to them from start to finish um and normally i do the normally i do it on the first listen and then i'll pick out what i like and i never say anything else ever again <laughs> so like like even like i forgot about church girls forgot about it because <laughs> i just i would listen to renaissance i took what i liked and i left the rest so that's crazy um, that's a crazy album to do that for i can't i almost never ever listen to a standalone album from i mean standalone song from renaissance if i listen to one then i'm okay no let me just listen to one after that okay well hold on but this will come after that and and it did fluctuate like there was some church girl was probably either the last or second to last song that i got and then once i got it i was like oh i get it and then i like every I love every song on Renaissance, but it took me a minute to get Church Girl, I would say. That's one of the last ones for me. I like every song on Renaissance. I don't love every song on Renaissance. I'm still like Virgo's Groove. I understand like, why the girls love it. I understand <laughs> why. It's just like not my thing. Especially I mean, as a romance girl, I, I would think, I mean, maybe, I don't know if you would. No, you like love songs. You I do like those like songs. The, I think it's just the, it's not like the style of the song. Beautiful. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I just, it's just not my soundscape. I mean, like even Monica has been getting me to like Cranes in the Sky for literal years since it since it came out, and it's arguably one of Solange's like best songs. And it's just every time I hear it, it's just like my ears turn off. 
<laughs> like it's just not for me i, I don't a dad like hotline yeah i don't really listen to that type of music so so um so yeah i don't know how we got on that topic oh because you were saying the you listen to you're used to listening to albums straight through mm-hmm. i said i would try it more because like i go for the hits and then i just add them to my <laughs> that's the whole album in residence and it develops <clears throat> Because then, what songs yeah. are my favorite on the album are gonna are they change over time? Mm-hmm. Because I, li- you know, how many times I listened to Summer Renaissance before I was like, oh wait, hold on, and then I heard it. Cause there was I, I just was like, whatever. Like I, it was just on, and I didn't really know it. And then eventually, like you just they they cherry places and stuff like that. That's how it happens for me, I guess. I'm such a you have to impress me not impress me who am I but like you have to impress me off the rip type of person just in general like in my personal life so it's like like when I was walking out the theater when I went to go see Renaissance and like who I was like oh this is for me Mm. and I went into the car and I added it to my you know because like it it like caught me like right away Mm -hmm. very rarely do I keep listening to a song unless I'm perform and this is like a a piece where like you keep playing it like there's there's weeks where i'm like oh i do not like this piece and like very rarely by the end of the week by the end of the i'm, I'm still like i don't like this piece you know um because it can grow you but like songs like um that bad bunny song tt me pregunto i was like i heard it right away i was like period with the rest of the album i was like i'll just keep what i have it's a great album you know but it's just like i, I right off the bat it gotta resonate with me that's rare for me. It's rare that I even have an opinion on a song the first time I hear it, to be honest. I just feel like sometimes you know. I just feel like sometimes you know. Sometimes you do. That feeling. That's how that it was feeling. for Plastic Off the Sofa. I actually recorded. I ended up not doing anything with it, but I recorded the first time I listened to Renaissance. Um, I have it on video. And I remember hearing the first second of Plastic Off the Sofa. I was like, sold. Now, it actually ended up, I, in the grand scheme, I don't listen to it that much. But mm. it was just something about at that point though songs i would tell you i had an immediate reaction to on renaissance was cuff it and plastic off the sofa those were the two oh, freaking love cuff it yeah, I, like, I also like the slow version oh mm-hmm. um but yeah anyway the album that we're supposed to be talking about um which i don't know actually i don't know your opinion we, have, we haven't shared any opinions on it but what were your overall impressions of it <clears throat> um off from the beginning I was pleasantly surprised it was more I don't know what a lot of people were saying like ambient and stuff like that like it was ambient music and and all that and I think I learned or I should have learned to take things with a grain of salt because I just knew that the audience that he had that he has built versus like in connection to this music, I guess not in connection to the audience that he has built, um, is a very different audience than what this type of music would normally be marketed to. Mm -hmm. And so I was very curious as to how they were going to receive it. And I also just, I think I did like a small like thread or something about how, I guess certain people, how people perceive, um, music i guess um especially when they don't necessarily have the language to talk about it 
and of course i don't think you you need it but i'm just i find it very interesting mm-hmm. like for example a great example of this recently there was a video of beyonce back to renaissance at the <laughs> renaissance tour singing and they were like oh my god her technique or whatever because she was doing something with her fingers and they were like she's keeping time or whatever she wasn't keeping time she was probably just Mm -hmm. her hand was moving but that's how they were seeing it in like whatever so these conversations crop up about music and people use certain words to describe it and all that sort of thing so i i i guess i should have taken it with a grain of salt even more when the conversation about this album was Mm -hmm. coming up so when I say I was pleasantly surprised, it was because it was, from the get-go, a little bit more, like, inspired by R&B and, like, soul than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. And the, at least in the first track, it reminded me, honestly, it reminded me of a Tyler the Creator, like, interlude type of mm. uh, sound. <clears throat> and that I could even hear it possibly in like if he wanted to do a rap album like I could hear some of it in there depending on the style Mm -hmm. and so I was pleasantly surprised at that now as the album went on especially and also like some of the electronic elements of it as the album went on I was a little up and down I listened to it in one sitting which I probably shouldn't have done Mm -hmm. because at a certain point I was like all right yeah um and because it did i will say it did have some tracks that had that ambient music vibe that's not my thing i don't listen to music to to relax so that vibe to me i was expecting it to be like that sleepy i don't know like sleep sounds type of music luckily Mm -hmm. a lot of it wasn't that and that's what i was presently surprised by but Mm -hmm. some of it was and that's when i was like okay you know some of some of it is like i don't know but again this is probably i would probably have to mull over it even more i i feel bad because like i remember talking to tyler about this like i don't know what i expected the album to be but I wasn't expecting it to be this both like surprised and also like because I think like because it was just like being passed around so much as like being a flute album it's it, it was just so obviously not that that I think like it is it isn't a feel earnest to me I think that's how I felt like majority of the way through <laughs> because like and, and he can make whatever kind of music he wants but it just didn't I don't know I just it, I didn't really resonate with a lot of it there were there are the, the last track was my favorite track because since it was such a, since it was a collaborated a collaborative project I think the last track like really showcased um I mean I think the whole thing actually showcases the other musicians well but the last track stuck out to me because and I'm not ca- saying the names the names are so long they're I think long. they're always cracking I, up with the names low-key <laughs> I think that's why like there's some, he, like I said he can do whatever he wants I think like as I kept diving into it and listening to it like there were moments that I liked but like to, the whole thing was improvised and then the and then I think he tried to comp overcompensate or compensate either one for the lack of lyrics so he made like these titles to like 
create a vibe and to give direction but the titles don't do that at all because what are you talking about it's just like and also coupled with the fact that i haven't listened to andre 3000 no no not trying to diss but i haven't listened to him since roses middle school it just didn't feel like incredibly earnest to me and that like i thought he was like gonna really play some flute like and not just like classical flute of course like there's so many types of flutes that's not what I mean but I just wanted to hear more flute and I think being a classical musician hearing it being colloquially referred to online as a flute album I was a little just disappointed it didn't really hit the mark for me um and those are my that was like my initial impression like when I sat down I was like so excited I was like period like what is this gonna give and I just it's it's my fault it's like it's not what I expected he doesn't have to do what I expect um but that was I, I wanted way more flu and it was more of like a soundscape album to me in a lot of ways yeah I feel like that kind of goes to what I was saying about how people describe stuff I mean and maybe the people describing it that way hadn't listened to it yet but maybe a maybe. lot of that is like a lot of people was like Andre 2000 is doing a flute album he's doing a flute album. yeah doing, like that was yeah. just they saw him with a flute and, and that's also been a kind of a thing every time he's been um like seen in public he always got that flute on him so I think it kind of just playing it I was like oh I feel like I shouldn't have read that before I listened to it because why are you in Starbucks playing a flute that I feel like me off. that's so that was just sort of like the terminology that got attached yeah to the album and yeah, some of it was soundscapey, and yeah, and that like I said, that's not really just like I, it, it I think also like so listening to it all the way through, and combined with the fact that I don't really listen to music like that, and I don't listen to music to relax and like all that type of stuff. The points where I was like, okay, let's cut this off, was because listening to new music for me, like I procrastinated it because. I procrastinated listening to the album in general. I didn't listen to it until we was going to do this episode and I had to because like it is labor intensive for me to listen to something new, mm-hmm. similar to how it is like we're watching new shows and stuff like that. And I don't think listening to stuff because I have to, it, it doesn't always work for me. And that's why at a certain point I was like, okay, cut this off. Cause I don't like just having stuff in the background and I'm not processing it is gonna mm-hmm. annoy me because it's just like something going on mm-hmm. and i feel like i'll maybe i'll do a update maybe i'll put on youtube or something like that how i feel about it because once i spend some more time with it because i have a feeling i'm gonna like it more if i listen to it more i don't think i'll like it less i felt bad because after i like turn in the final draft i was like okay i don't gotta listen to this again <laughs> and then like <laughs> And then now it's months later and I was like, okay, well, I have to talk about this tonight. Let me like cut it on. And like, I didn't listen to it in full again because honestly, you, I was, I didn't have the 82 minutes today to, to do it. Um, and I, I too didn't want it on in the background. And then, um, but also because the tracks are so long and to Andre's credit, a lot is going on. Like he'll he'll like and I think one of the things I commented on is the fact that he he sets up his listeners well I think that's one thing I will uh commend him on in that he um 
and maybe I'm looking too far into it because like we're we were trained to listen to music, but like he'll have he'll take an idea and like just keep introducing it and like put it somewhere else. I mean, similar similarly like in any like classical symphony, but like he introduces an idea and he won't elaborate on it right away, so like you can expect it to come back before he changes it. Like I I think that's just really good improvising technique anyway, but. I think that really helps listeners who are not used to listening to quote unquote music without lyrics kind of, you know, have something to latch onto. But um, the tracks and the tracks are, I feel like an average length of like 10 minutes, maybe even 11. I feel like you can't really hop in and hop out of certain things. Like you'll, you'll miss something. So it's not to his point. It's not to his credit. I mean, there's not like, it's not, you know 82 minutes of just stuff like it's always going somewhere it's always something new you have to listen to all of it you cannot really in my opinion you can't really hop in and hop out um of it but i feel like people people probably will just because i feel like that's how people or how i've heard people describe their relationship with classical music like oh i just Mm -hmm. have it on the background or oh i just have it on to relax i was like that's insane to me but what i wanted to ask you was I know you said like you don't really listen to classical music that much in your free time. Do you listen to other like music without words in your free time? I don't listen to a lot of music in my free time in general. Why not? So, which is not great, I know. So save it. But I think the most I listen to music is when I'm driving, and I'll, I'll have some. I have some type of drive ranging from twenty to thirty minutes every day. So. Um, but my playlist is a conglomerate of everything I like, so it it will go from, you know, this is the day to Quavo in them. So I don't I don't really know of a time where I ever just have music on. So I don't really. But I mean, how much of it would you say has words? Most of it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like ninety percent. No, yeah, I would say about ninety percent. Cause I, I do just, have a jazz playlist, but like, you also like some of it is mi- like my top ones are mixed in to my everyday. Cause I could see myself listening to some of the tracks in the same way that I listen to classical music, where it's like it's long and it's there's no words, and once I spend more time with it and I hear little d- details about it that I like, similar to classical music. I could I could see myself listening to it, wanting to listen to it, um, and I don't know. I feel like I I don't listen to a ton of instrumental music that is not classical music. I would mm-hmm. say, but no, a bit of jazz. So I don't know. You saw they announced the tour today. He's touring this album. How? Not how. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, is he going to study his own thing? The whole thing is improvised. Which I bar didn't know. Bar for bar. But, I mean, people be doing that. People be doing that, but yet. He's touring the album. It's starting soon. Nobu Sun live. Um. Yep. Brooklyn. What? That's M- crazy timing. Like, the universe is really... NYC, Detroit, Chicago, San Francisco, Atlanta, LA. That's the only places he's doing. So. 
I mean, I feel like you have to be a super fan to go. I I honestly would love to go just to observe the crowd. Girl, That's what I want to be on some type of Molly, some type okay. of. I feel like Molly is a little. What I mean, they probably like shrooms or something. Shroom. I feel the crowd gonna be it's something gonna be psychedelic. Some yeah, I mean, I would want to go to observe, observe the crowd because I would like to know who's going to see this album live. Oh, like, because people who want to see Andre 3000, like people who would go to an Outcast show, are y'all really going to be there? What do, I want to see the behaviors, the crowd behavior, because if it is his normal crowd and you think about how people behave in a concert, in like a rap concert versus any sort of instrumental concert, classical concert, n- contemporary music, whatever. Like, I, I really want to know what, like, how that's going to translate. Because I want to, is it going to be awkward? Do they, are people going to feel like they can't move around or, like, I'm I'm curious. Maybe it'll be similar to a jazz concert. That's probably be the most similarity. See, now I kind of want to go s- but I'm going to be no. Oh, it's happening right now. Yeah, soon. I'm very, I'm very curious to see like what type of people are going to be there. How are they going to behave? Are you know? I don't know because a lot of people was like, oh, this is kind of a vibe. But I don't know how. Like they might have listened to it one time and never came back to the vibe. Um, because this is. I want to say I think they said the longest one of their. The songs on here was the longest song to chart on the Hot 100. And I'm curious about that. Like, not to say, like, it's bad. Because obviously I'm not the target audience for this. Like, I've come around to new music mainly because so many people in my life do it. Um, That at a certain point, I c- it couldn't be like, I don't I do not do nothing, Pat, but, like, post-1950. <laughs> like, at a certain point, like, I wanted to respect my peers and my friends' work. But, and I feel, like, a lot different about it. I mean... I enjoy a lot of new music, um, but I'm wondering if it was curiosity that made it chart or it was because like people were playing it over and over again. I think, I think it was curiosity because it was first week. Like it was, it debuted on oh, 100 and it was, you know, his first album in forever. And I think it was that because I, I'm, I don't even know if it stayed up for the next week. Like, I don't know how long it, it charted. Um, and it might have been the first track, which what do people click on when they click on an album? Like, of course, the first track is gonna it's gonna chart. So I actually enjoy the first track now. That I think about it. Yeah, no, I, I like that's bum, the bum, 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 when I was bum, bum. when I was ple- pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, okay, I see you. But I'm interested in the crowd. I mean, I won't be in attendance out of my own pocket yeah. for sure. It's 125 dollars. So he also don't want nobody to come to this. Why? Because why would you announce a tour a week out? I feel like most most people, the big who's the biggest star of our day, Beyonce. You couldn't announce Beyonce. I mean, okay, Beyonce, that's different actually. Yeah, like look at the places he's he's playing. It's small venues. He's playing yeah, jazz true. clubs. He's playing Blue Note in New York. But I still okay. Beyonce is different. But I still feel like if you wanted people to actually come, not actually come, people will go. Cause you'd be like, if you live in freaking Flint, okay, Flint's a bad example. If you live in freaking Madison, Wisconsin, and you're like, oh, Andre 3000 is going to be three and a half miles away, three and a half hours away. 
yeah i go to chicago and see him you know i think flint's a bad example because flint's like what 30 minutes from detroit that's of course like that's reasonable it's just uh, no no tea to flint don't don't make it what it's not but i just feel like like i think about like me going to the read they announced the read announced their live show back in november i could buy my ticket i could figure out what i'm doing you know like they want people to go (laughs) like they want they want people to go um and i just feel like you announcing your first show is next week do you want people to come to this or you want it to be like what do you um, i'm curious like what he wants like honestly is he nervous like honestly don't think it's far-fetched i think they're the venues are quite small and they're in big cities and it's very limited runs and i feel like in terms of people who would just the the tickets are not crazy expensive like a hundred like a hundred dollars ish um and so i feel like even if a couple hundred people go in the entire city of New York, like that's not, I feel like that's not really that far fetched because that's, true. I, that's a good point. I feel like, cause I feel like, no, he doesn't want a lot of people to come. Cause it's not, it's kind it's kind of an intimate hmm. thing. And I feel like kind of a lot of people are not going to. So. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I, Like if I if this if if like January twenty ninth said Memphis said of Brooklyn, would I text my girls and be like, let's go see Andre three thousand? That's that's what I'm trying to think. Like, would I? I mean, probably the sheer fact I'm like, damn, you coming to Memphis? Um, maybe. That's one of my complaints about living here. People don't really be coming here. That's when I saw Funny Marco coming here. I said, let's go. Oh, uh, people just don't be coming to Memphis to go to Nashville. I think, I think there's certain like there's a certain type of person that's for sure gonna be at this. Like, you know, as somebody who doesn't like to leave the house ever, I went to review a concert and I don't. I was not expecting nobody to be there. I when I when I went and it was packed up. I was like, oh my, you guys are just here, like, just going to a concert, just see the concert, like that. <laughs> It people wasn't be outside. People be outside. I was they, like, "Wow!" By choice, we're gonna be outside, so you better enjoy. I was, because not, I'm telling you, you are gonna piss me. I'm telling you, no side. If you gonna piss me off, we are. We have big plans that it requires being out of yes. the house. You know, you said I guess. I already said yes. You barely said yes. I already said yes. Cause I said black market flea, and your face shriveled up. I said yes. And my, matter of fact, when I mentioned Black Market Fleet early, he didn't even answer me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure. I don't know what you want me to say. I'm just saying, people be going to stuff. People be curious. They be going out just to go out. I was like, wow, that's incredible. See, I feel like I missed that, Katie, because I feel like I will. I I do like me a little Saturday night situation. Friday night in, Saturday night out, Sunday brunch used to be my M.O., that's the thing i feel like it's gonna smell bad in there i feel like it's gonna smell bad or weird which i can't tell which one's worse <laughs> and <laughs> gonna be a whole lot of natural deodorant something they bake and soda mixed with tea tree oil like right a eucalyptus leaf <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna everybody gonna be high it's like at least at least 93 percent and like as a person who you know i dibble and dabble in you know beverages no 
Like I just don't I'm about to say, you know what? Katie B Girl. Oh, I forgot we on. <laughs> we on camera. Never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. I you know, I inquired about going high to when I was talking to my cousin, I inquired about it because I was just curious. And she going said, you know, high. being high. Let's, <laughs> on, let's, not get lo- let's not get lost in semantics. No, anyway. I thought you were going to say like going to like somewhere high, like going to a concert high. That's why I thought you didn't finish your sentence. Uh, no, I inquired about being high because we're talking about a family member that she was like. And I was like, yeah, apparently I was shocked too, but I was trying to hold my face because I ain't. I'm not going to incriminate her and her business, but I was shocked too. You know, probably you can guess out of my cousins. Um, I was shocked. I was trying not to, cause I ain't trying to be like nobody TT or mama, but I was like, you be. Um, and my cousin was like, yeah, like your whole body be high. Like, it's not like alcohol. It's like your whole. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I said all that to say, I don't think the crowd will be fitting for me. Like, I feel like, but also, and then I got, I don't like that. Um, but I will go to see, I will go to see his people. This Carlos Nino and this, um, Nate Mercero. Yeah. They was playing. They was playing for real. Not everybody like, <laughs> I just, I think also like, I, okay, I'll be honest. I feel like I, I still like I got, I still got. I'm a little pretentious with the like. I put years and years and years and years and years and years into the viola. He picked up a flute, you know. I I view it differently, you know. I thought he was finna be playing, so I think I also had. There's also a block there. I thought he was doing his etudes and doing his scales and learning his WC and learning his. Plulonk, Plulonk, and whatever they be playing. So it's like I, uh, I, I would much rather go see Tyler and Shantanique improvise an album before I, you know what I mean, with Nate Mercero and Carlos Nino. You know, I much rather see that. But also, I it's kind of problematic. So I understand. I'm mean, just being honest, but I understand that's a little problematic because who? And I mentioned. I, I don't know if I. I don't know if I made it in because I think you know, Amanda be crossing stuff out and challenging. I'm like, girl, I don't know. But who's like? Who cares? You know, like who cares that he started playing food two years ago or for fun? Like who cares? It doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. But I don't think I would pay for that. I don't think I w- I don't think I would pay for that I, because I'm so used to he- hearing people master stuff, and I don't know if I would pay to see him. I don't know, girl. Your thoughts on that? I'm trying to be tactful. Yeah, I probably might have to edit some of that out, depending on how I feel, because I don't want because pe- people take stuff too far. But I'm trying to. I understand it's a little problematic, but yeah, because my my view, I guess, or my reaction is for the type of music he's playing. Like I know you said, like you thought he was finna be on, he was finna be on his A twos and Stevie C and whatever. And my reaction is like, why would he be? 
yeah. for this. You know, I Why feel like, we? yeah, we've talked about, we've talked about that. And also I think maybe because I said some of it reminded me of like the music that some rappers that incorporate R&B and, and jazz and stuff like that use. I also wonder what other skills he used on this album. Did he produce it himself? That's true. You know, did he compose some? I know you said it was fully improvised, but also, like, the fact that he's touring it, like, that could mean kind of different stuff. So, like, I feel like his creative contributions to the album could be a bit larger than whatever he did on the flute. And to be fair, he did an NPR interview that I read, and he talked about... um. It made it seem as though they turned on record and they just went. But to be fair, I'm a musician. How many times did they do that? And where did they start and stop? And what did they do over? Did they like this and they recorded that over? And did that just start and stop? And what did we, how many days and how many, like, was it? I can't remember. It was months ago. But did he only do it once? And he was like, great, we'll take that. Who knows? Was it longer than 12 minutes, the tracks? And they, it was really 30 minutes. And it took the best parts. I don't know. And also, you know what? The irony of this is not lost on me because we spent the entire intermission talking about how neither of us could improvise. <laughs> and if we, if Delaney and Katie got in the studio and did a uh, improvised album, what would it sound like? You know what? And that's Tetra what chords, just made me arpeggios. <laughs> that just made me be like, I'm gonna give you the timestamp to cut that out. Cause also like I've been doing this show long enough to know that somebody finna be on Twitter adding me because of that. I I have never I've never said that I am some moral compass of I've never said that. Like I I I had to admit that I kind of felt stuff away because I I know musicians who are new music new music musicians who are very good who have spent years perfecting that craft. I also know very, very, very accomplished flute players at the top of their game. So it's like, eh. But I think like what I will say um, is that the idea, one thing I really, really loved about this album is the fact that he did it. Mm-hmm. Just like the idea of it because um much Delaney chagrin I did include some artists at the beginning of my little um situation your review pardon my situation the review that you did that um tried new things and got lots of criticism for it like one of my favorites which was in recent conversation was um Jack Harlow's album come well uh, yeah I'm sure say it into the mic so people can hear how you treat me I bet yeah anyway because I feel like leading up to that album in its in its um I won't spend too much time on this because it's classically black but I will say in his press the interviews that he was doing for whatever he was hanging out with Drewski he was hanging out with Drake the album comes out title track he kind of sounds like drake like the, he kind of sounds like drake i remember i was in the car with monica over the break she's like is this drake when did he put the song out he sounds like drake i thought i think so too which probably what like 
I like that song a lot, the one that I had when I picked through which was I like. And I remember like Pitchfork did this scathing review on the album and everyone was like, oh, it's really bad. And, like, I remember people also come to me because they know like Jack Harlow. They're like, ah, you see this? Ha ha ha. It's so bad. I'm like, did you even listen to it? You probably didn't listen to it. You're jumping on the train. One person in particular who you can guess. They're like, oh my God, it's so bad. It's like, you didn't listen to it. What are you talking about? But he tried something new. Jack Harlow previously known for like being charismatic and a lover boy and all this stuff. Now he got this bravado. Now he like smooth talking to you like this, like, yeah, da, 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 da alarming you know same thing with drake drake puts out a dance album early because he heard beyonce was putting out a dance album very good good for you um everyone's like what is this oh my god i, t- I remember i told nikki's fiance that i thought um honestly nevermind was one of drake's best albums he was he just kept talking he ignored me i think it is try something new he's been talking about toronto for years try something else so it's like when art people be like the artists that Delaney and I used to like before they showed their ass, people were like, oh, everything he does sounds the same. Everything. And they said this about every artist. Everything you do sounds the same. Try something new. And when they do try something new, it's like, oh, this is bad. Oh, what are you doing? We want to hear roses. He put out a fl- Talk about completely different. You went from, I know you like, like to think your breath don't stink to do 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 okay. crazy and i i really like admire that mm-hmm. like you should do whatever you want but also and i also wonder like you know question to you like do you think where we find but the other side of that is where we find artists should we should we always be able to find them there because we like that's what she liked before like if i if kirk franklin dropped a rock album tomorrow is that fair quote unquote to me as a listener because I know you for stomp I came I come to you for stomp and now you sound you sound like all American rejects is that fair to me I think so I think it's it's fair because one like it's their artistry it comes from Mm -hmm. you know where they're at and two you can always listen to what you like from an artist even you can take a break and come back to it all that type of stuff it's not gone so I I hear that. And then I will say there are artists where you can see they are um that that really do that transition well. Mm-hmm. This was obviously very stark. It was a huge gap in between his last project and this one. The like genre completely different, vibe completely different, all this type of stuff. Then you see something like even you look at like I mean, Renaissance was a departure from what Beyonce's done. You have some precursors to it, like Blow on self-titled. They they always be like, that's Summer Renaissance's little sister because it's a it's similar vibes to Renaissance. But Lemonade, Lemonade had country on it. It had mm-hmm. um they had rock on it, and then you hear uh she was doing Afro beats on uh The Gift. She was rapping mm-hmm. on Everything Is Love. Like Beyonce is one that carries a lot of different genres. Another artist I would say has that has such a consistent evolution is Tyler the Creator, and I've been a Tyler the Creator fan literally since Bastard, since the stuff that people hate because it's very vulgar and like whatever. I was very young when I was listening to that stuff, which whatever. But when you every single pro- project of his, you hear growth and it is so like it's almost like hopscotch, like 
you can tell it's a completely different square, but you, it was just right there. Mm-hmm. And I, I've like, I can't even think of a, another artist where like, that has such a distinct sound, but like, it's so measure, measured his growth across his catalog. I will say when I was reading your review and you was talking about this subject of like artists being able to explore and stepping out of their box and all that type of stuff, I was like, you know what is was is a great example of this. And y'all know who I'm finna bring up. When Stevie Wonder released that Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants album, this is that for Andre Two Thousand. The only mm. difference is the gap. Because Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants, this was a lot of the critiques that he got, like, scathing. Like, people are like, it's weird. It's what, it's like, and it's also, it came right after literally his, what is considered to be his magnum opus also. So it's kind of like, where do you go from here? And I feel like that's kind of what Andre 3000, maybe, maybe that's where he was at. Like, where do I go Maybe he was at where do I go from here? Because he took this mm-hmm. huge hiatus. And so he mm-hmm. took this crazy leap to something totally different. And and it also, the vibe is similar because Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants is a largely, not completely, it's multiple songs on the album that have words in it, but a lot of it is instrumental. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is super weird. It's instrumental. It's also very long. It's about an hour and 45 minutes, the whole album. And I was just like, Wow. And then I was like, I look, he have a video idea. But I was just like, oh, that's a nice, it, it, it is a, a nice parallel in terms of like, even just the vibes, like just allow artists to do their weird projects <laughs> that they want to do because they've given you mm-hmm. so much anyway. I think like, and also just to be clear, like I just, when I, I was hyposing, mm-hmm. like, Obviously, I think artists should do whatever they want. I mean, you see this in Classically Black, and you'll see this in five years, Tam be in. Um, and I, I said a lot, like, I don't talk a lot about it because it's my, you know, I'm kind of close to the vest, but I, I do take, like, comedy writing classes. And one of the things I always say to my professor when I get a new teacher is that, like, like oh, my God, you play viola. I'm like, girl, I've play, been playing viola for years. I don't have to do that forever. Like, I can, I can do other things. And um, so obviously when I saw this and why I even wanted to like listen to see what he had to say. So I'm like, this is dope. Mm-hmm. Like you do whatever you want. You should do whatever you want. And if you have a loyal fan base, they'll go with you. And if they don't, if that's where their stop is, that's what their stop is. I remember um, a couple of years ago, I was watching this YouTuber. Oh, I know exactly um, who it was. I was watching her because like she lived in some country. I don't remember which country it was. I think it was like France. And she was moving back to America. And she was she was like, yeah, I'm I'm done doing France content. Like, I'm gonna pivot to like beauty and stuff like that. And she's like, I understand. Like, if you're not coming with me, and I said, thank you, cause I'm leaving. Like, and that's harsh, but it's it's true, right? And some there are some people like there are some people like who are super fans that will they will watch you read a CVS receipt. If Issa Rae, if Issa Rae's next movie was her standing in front of a green screen reading everything she ate over the past 24 hours i would watch it and i'll give it five stars and i would tell all of you guys are stupid if you didn't think anything like there are a lot of people in my life like Issa ray mindy kaling beyonce drake you really couldn't tell me anything about because i'm a super fan to those 
like whatever 10 people Jackie Ina like I whatever Jackie Ina does I will be watching I will be buying I have how many forever move candles do I own doesn't matter because I own many of those candles and I'm not an Andre 3000 super fan and that's okay mm-hmm. you know like I don't it's like he pivoted and I'm I'm going this way you know but let me know when you put it roses part two out I'll be back you know <laughs> like it's just it's okay it's nice that you that you said that because it it just reminded me to tell y'all like a lot of people will like like that girl that you were saying um say like I'm pivoting if you're coming with me like great if you're not drop off I'm just letting y'all know wherever I go I'm gonna need y'all to come because (laughs) (laughs) I do I will not understand (laughs) I will be mad at you (laughs) I just think about like I will haunt you no (laughs) okay I remember like I haven't been asking in a while because I think this month made seven years since I've been vegan and I don't really I don't think about being vegan unless like I'm put in a position to like Spoleto where I'm in the south it's ribs and brisket everywhere um and, oh it's seafood because we're on the shore um but I think at the beginning like year two three they were like when are you wrapping this up <laughs> and it's like I think about like if I were to ever I mean life is long I don't know if whatever would happen but if I were ever to ever not be vegan which is a possibility I would I would imagine that most of my subscribers on Katie Makes It Vegan will leave because it's Katie Makes It Vegan, not Katie Makes It Steak. So, like, that I would understand. I mean, I have no plans on not being vegan. Um, But just as an example, like, I would be understanding of that because it's like... Y'all better pivot to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I would, I would get it. I would be like, yeah, we'll I would understand. steak giveaway. <laughs> But yeah, I since we have such a classical music heavy audience, I would imagine. I mean, at this point, who knows? Because um, when's the last time the show was about classical music? What did we talk about last week? Oh, last week. Are we doing good? What are we do? Oh, Brittany. Yeah, hey girl. Y'all feel like we doing good? Two for, two in a row. Oh wait, never mind. One in a row. <laughs> it's not even a row. <laughs> Um, I'm very curious. Y'all don't talk to us. I mean, y'all do. Y'all, some of y'all will text me. But like, I'm wanting to know what y'all think about this album. I'm very curious, especially I don't know what I was expecting because I, I told Tyler like I don't know. I thought he's gonna play a little solo. Tyler was like, it's, "Who's a flutist? A very good one. The flutist actually." Um, was like, I don't know why you thought that. I said, okay. "All right, go there." <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that. Tyler don't be mean. Tyler be mean to me, and I I can say whatever I want because he can't defend himself. But, um, <laughs> but um, no, I'm I'm kidding. But he's like, I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, I don't know what I was expecting. I think like, like if I went to a choir concert, a gospel choir concert, if they started crumping, I'll be like, oh, that's kind of how I felt. Really. Because I, oh, well, maybe because I just came off that gospel hip hop video, I'll be like, all right. <laughs> or okay, that's a bad example because honestly, some of them do be some of the youth choirs. I saw one on TikTok; they be getting down. But if I went to a gospel choir concert and they started cussing and square dancing, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that's not what I came for. But okay, let's see how this goes. That's kind of how I felt. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not as stark. 
I mean, not as drastic, but yeah. Anyway, right. we moving on. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? Today, I am talking about Demarcus Davis. Um, yeah, Demarcus is a violinist. He's an entrepreneur and an alumnus of San Francisco Conservatory of Music. Um, while he was at San Francisco Conservatory, um, he was the first black student body chairman. Um, he was also a Gates Millennium Scholar. Um, he won a Sphinx, uh, Sphinx Tank grant um, back in 2021 uh, for his company, Music Book, which was also awarded funding by Google and accelerated through Techstars. It uh, gives students access to musicians for one-on-one virtual music lessons. And he was featured on Forbes 30 Under 30 list for music. I was like, okay, period. Uh, so shout out to Demarcus. He, you know, he and his tech bag and yeah being black and excellent period my piece of the week <clears throat> is k tovin by callie and dj smalls just listen to it let me know what you think okay it is a r- ravishing piece of art <laughs> right Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. We have merch at Classically Black Podcast slash shop or classicallyblackpodcast.com slash store. It's one of them. Store. Um, it's store. I'm going to try to commit that to memory because um, I should know that. If you're black, join ISBM. It's free. That's isblackmusicians.com. Isblackmusicians on social media. Uh, join the Ebony Tower so you can watch us do these. And like Loki, maybe the the part that wasn't cut out could go on Patreon. Um, that's patreon.com slash classically black podcast. You have to talk to us about stuff because I forgot where I am in this thing. Email us at classic black podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and we will catch y'all in next week. Bye y'all. Arrivederci.